Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Healing My Earth, Healing Me, the podcast where we explore different concepts and ideas on how our actions affect the environment and how that in turn affects our own health as well. And today I'm sharing a little bit what I've found about monoculture farming. Disclaimer, definitely not an expert here. It's just yet me sharing my learnings, which is what this podcast is all about. So farming, as most of us probably know, is one of our oldest occupations. For centuries now, we've found more efficiencies and therefore increasing profit. And by becoming specialised in producing only the most economical options, a lot of operating costs that farms have decreased. And farm management became simpler as farmers could follow the same plans every growing season. So yeah, definitely really efficient. This actually enabled farmers to invest into specialised technology, which then allowed them to use their time and resources for the highest efficiency. So that's what we call monoculture farming. So that's literally mono one. So it involves growing a single crop using majority, if not all, of the land. And it's usually popular in industrialised regions. It's great for farmers as, yeah, as I said earlier, reduces costs. But there's also a danger of having widespread crop failure. So it's definitely a modern method of agricultural production. It's pretty common in fields with wheat, barley, and yeah, single species of fruits or vegetables. So the principal belief that monoculture farmers have is that by providing the individual needs for just a single species of crop, it'll be more efficient and profitable. So by cultivating a single crop, only one method of harvesting needs to take place. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why profitability has boosted for the farmer. With lack of diversity, though, in a monoculture system, it can cause a limit to the healthy functions that nature can bring to crops and soil. So a variety of plants will provide beneficial nutrients and having a large range of insects is necessary for ensuring that one doesn't damage too many crops. So by directing away from natural elements provided by the ecosystem, monoculture has to replicate these to protect the crops and the profit they make. And that usually involves using synthetic fertilizers, herbicides, insecticides, and all other things. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of the basics of what I've found about monoculture farming. And next week, I'm actually going to have Monty Sharma here with us. And he's going to share pretty much the basic principles of permaculture. The concept permaculture actually started here in Australia. That's a contrasting method to monoculture. So permaculture is basically a reversal in that it promotes biodiversity and implantation of diverse range of crops. And it intends to ensure the ecosystem remains strong with different plants working together. Um, and that includes animals and insects and working together to thrive on the land. And per- permaculture, fundamentally, permaculture essentially aims to avoid having anything from becoming too influential on the farm to the detriment of the other assets, whether it be species of insects, um, animals or plants. So maintaining a diverse variety of crop species and growing a varied range of crops can save the potential jeopardising of the entire ecosystem. The variety of crops will actually allow crop failures without ruining the entire economy of a farm, specialising in a monoculture, like coffee or tobacco. 
though, yes, monoculture has its place for profitability. It also has significant negative drawbacks with potential irreversible damage to the ecological system. So something to think about there. So yeah, I'm excited to hear what your thoughts are on monoculture farming. And if you know anyone that's an expert in this area, I'd love to pick their brain. And yeah, I'm excited to have Monty Sharma with me next week to talk about permaculture and its core principles. So one action from this podcast this week, I'd like to encourage you to look into where your food's coming from, whether that be meat, fruits or vegetables, spices, anything. Just have a look at where it's actually grown. Is it local? Is it getting shipped from overseas? And what are you actually supporting? There's so many rabbit holes that I could get into here, but I won't get into it in this podcast episode as it's going to be a short one. So just something to think about. And and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that. And yeah, feel free to send me a message on Instagram, LinkedIn or Twitter. I'll link those in the show notes below. And also, if you'd just like to chat about anything around this area or if you know an expert around this area as well, feel free to send them my Calendly link. So that's in the show notes again. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Mm-hmm.